Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hello, hey friend. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to dive into today's podcast episode. If you are new around here and maybe this is your first time tuning in, I wanna give you a big warm welcome. I'm so grateful you found this podcast and you are deciding to hang out not only with me, but my guests and all the other listeners in spirit. And if you've been a longtime listener, then you know we like to get down to business and focus on personal development side of building a business and layering in the tactical side as well because so much of who what we achieve is really driven out of who we decide to be and how we operate and how do we navigate our thoughts to be able to get out of our own way and take massive action so it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today and every day when you tune into the podcast even if I don't say it just know that I am so grateful for you tuning in I just love this community and listenership and you guys are all amazing. This month on the podcast and inside Elevate University, we are focused on unstoppable goals. And part of creating and achieving any goal that you desire is heavily influenced by not only the activities that you do on a daily basis to achieve those goals, but it is also about the systems and the habits you have in place that makes it easier and more automatic for you to achieve them? How do we set up these systems? How do we create these habits that make it so that they're unconscious? This is really key. The more that we can make things unconscious in in for the better and the habits that we want to create and the systems that we set up, we're going to use less energy and it's going to become automatic. And as James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, we do not rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems. If you have not read Atomic Habits by James Clear, I highly recommend reading his book. It is amazing. It's one of my favorite all-time books. It's a book that I actually tapped into to bring you today's podcast episode. And a lot of the tactics and the things that he teaches inside of his book are things that I've implemented in my world and has allowed me to accelerate and grow and create those systems. So I'm super excited to dive into those today with you on the podcast. Two people can have the same goal as each other and one of them can achieve their goal and the other one may not. Whether you're an Olympian, whether you are a business owner, whether you are someone that has a savings goal, whether you have an investment goal, whatever that goal is, two people can have the same goal And one can achieve the goal and the one may not achieve the goal. This happens all the time. So the question is, if we have the same goal, why can't all of us achieve our goal? And the answer is rooted in the systems that we create to help set us up to reach our goal. The goal, the result is the outcome. By creating and focusing on a system and building that system so that our outcome becomes automatic, our goals become automatic and achieving them, we no longer need to focus on that said goal or the outcome. Because when we focus on creating the right systems, the right structure, the right 
habits, it then allows for us to detach from making sure that we reach our goal and focus on the system and the daily habits that produce the outcome itself. And as shared in last week's episode, the bean list, we want to focus on building identity-based habits. So the focus is on who we wish to become that drives our action and produces a result rather than trying to initially change the habit first. An example of that is that it's a new year. There's a lot of new health and weight loss goals. So someone who's never worked out before says, I'm going to work out 30 minutes a day, doesn't have the identity, or maybe they do, but typically doesn't have the identity of someone who's working out every single day, which is why even though we have these activities that we say that we want to do every single day, unless we really attack it from that identity and who we're being, it becomes harder to shift and achieve our goals. And so it is hard to change habits if you never change the underlying beliefs that led to your past behavior. True behavior change is an identity change with who you are being. Good habits can make rational sense, but if they are in conflict with your identity, it is going to be hard to change. And so if you haven't listened to last week's episode on being list, make sure you go back and listen to it. You can do it before you listen to this episode. But if you listen to this episode, just make sure that you go back and listen to the previous episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be diving into a concept called habit stacking and forgetting about motivation and instead focus on the environment that you've created to set yourself up for success and sharing some key things that you can do to help eliminate bad habits. Okay. Most people think that they lack motivation when it comes to taking action because they don't feel motivated. But what they really lack is clarity. Because when you think to yourself, I want to be more productive today, your brain can't actually understand or see what being productive actually means. And because it can't see it, it is hard to feel motivated because it can't wrap its brain around it. And we're going to talk about why vision and sight is so key in order to set up the right habits and systems. We're going to be talking about that. That's why it's really difficult that if you don't have specificity around anything that you want to accomplish or you want to do, it's easier for your brain to procrastinate. It's easier for overwhelm to set in. Habit stacking. What is habit stacking? And what is a habit? A habit can be a choice that we deliberately make at some point and then stop thinking about it, but continue doing often every day. It, it becomes this thing that we do automatically. And in Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit, he talks about a habit is a formula our brain automatically follows. When I see a cue, I will do a routine in order to get a reward. And this is really important to know this formula and how habits work so that you can become more aware of habits that you may unconsciously be doing that either is helping you set yourself up for success or maybe is more of a distraction. And this is how when the reward after the routine, which again, the routine can be a physical, mental, or emotional experience. The reward helps your brain figure out if this particular loop is worth remembering for the future. And this is really how you can get caught up in thought loops that even though you know are not good for you, but your brain has associated some sort of pleasure with it. 
And in the beginning stages of building a business when things are really hard and they're really new and they can be overwhelming, it's really important to be keenly aware of the habit and the thoughts that you're thinking because what can happen is that you, your body, your mind can find some sort of pleasure and associate pleasure with it. So it craves that habit if we're not careful or mindful or aware enough that that is happening. So an example could be that a cue could be that you see your gym shoes and clothes laid out when you wake up in the morning, which then your routine is to work out and your reward might be a smoothie. Maybe your cue is the fact that you wake up in the morning and the routine is to brew coffee and then the reward is to drink the coffee and experience the caffeine. So again, cue, routine, reward. Here's where habit stacking comes in. Because no behavior happens in isolation, each action we do becomes a cue that triggers the next behavior. When it comes to building new habits, you can use the connectedness of behavior to your advantage. And one way to build a new habit is to identify one that you're already doing and then stack a new habit on top of it. Continuing with the coffee cue, let's say you want to drink more water when you wake up. Now your cue becomes the water bottle that you filled up and set next to your bed the night before. Your routine is to drink the water and then your reward is to brew coffee so you can drink it. Let's say you want to incorporate a meditation practice. Buy a meditation cushion and certainly you don't have to buy a meditation cushion, but I'm just using that as a visual cue in this example. You wake up and you walk to wherever the cushion is. You get your cue, the cushion or the place, and your routine is to meditate for five minutes. And the reward is that you drink your water and because you drink your water, then you get the reward of drinking more coffee. This allows us to build off the momentum of habits that we do automatically and building in habits that we want to start building. And an example of habit stacking in life and business, some more examples might be that, let's say you stop working at 4.30 p.m. every day. Your cue is that it's 4.30, your routine is to clean your work area and your reward is to then prep dinner. Maybe you want to cultivate a better evening routine, your cue could be when it turns 8 p.m. The routine is that you plug your phone into a room other than your bedroom. And then that cue becomes your routine of taking a bath or a shower. And after you clean up, you brush your teeth and you wash your face. Say you want to walk more. A cue might be that you have a call coming up on your calendar. And instead of sitting, the routine becomes walking and the reward is that you reach your walking goal. So again, the big thing that I want you to take away from today's episode is that cue, routine, reward. These, this method, this process of habits is all around us. If we allow ourselves to become more aware of the habits and the things that we're doing and become aware of how our brain is operating, this cue, routine, reward is all around us. And there's a couple things to keep in mind. Your trigger, your cue, you want it to be as specific as possible. For example, instead of saying, I will meditate before brewing coffee, be as specific as you can about where and how long you will meditate. Because again, our brains love specificity. The more that it can see what it needs to do and you can visualize it, the more likely it is to create an emotional experience with that. Now, after habit stacking, so again, habit stacking is all about understanding how to bring in habits that we want to cultivate and stack them with ones that we're already doing so we can strengthen that. Let's talk about how your environment matters more than any sort of motivation. And an example that I share often on the podcast, if you've been tuning in, is 
I previously years ago, which is crazy to think, um, I graduated college over 10 years ago, which is wild. Um, I immediately took a job working at Target after college graduation in West Des Moines, Iowa. I worked as an executive team leader in one of their super targets. And it was there that I learned that the dollar spot that you see at the front of the store when you walk in, that's got all those goodies. It's a dollar, it's three dollars, it's five dollars, it's seven dollars, whatever, is yes, it's there to drive sales, but actually the purpose of it is to get people in the buying habit. Okay. Now that you know that you're, you're going to think twice. I know you're going to walk into a target and you're going to look at that dollar store and you're going to think, uh, uh, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get me into the buying habit because they're using that physical placement right as you walk in to get you in the buying habit. Because as soon as you pick up, oh, this is only a dollar. This is only $3. Oh, you know, $5, right? You got $10 worth of stuff in your cart or your basket. It becomes easier to put more things in because now they've gotten you into the buying habit. And because again, like I said, it's at the front of the store, you can't miss it when you walk in. It's very much the same reason why stores put the milk and eggs in the back of the store is because they know that it's one of the things that most people go to the store to get. And by putting it in the back of the store, they're making you walk past everything else that is in the store. That is key to know. Target created an environment that satisfied their business needs and you, the shopper, get to get you, the shopper, to slow down to get you in the buying habit. This is just a simple example of how environments can produce outcomes and results based on what you want to achieve. And in this case, Target can achieve that. Now, it's important to look at your personal space and really understand how it's set up to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. And one thing that I was saying before about the vision is that the most powerful of all human sensory abilities is vision. And the human body has about 11 million sensory receptors. And about 10 million of those are dedicated to the ability to see, the ability to have a vision and, and signal and, and, and see that. Given that we are more dependent on vision than any other sense, it really comes at no surprise that the visual cues are the greatest catalyst for our behavior. For this reason, a small change in what you see can lead to a big shift in what it is that you do, which again is why it is so important to create a vision for your life. And if thinking about creating a vision for your life seems so overwhelming right now, trust me, I've been there. I'm like, I can't even think past three months. How do you want me to create a vision for my life? Then create a vision for the next week. Where do you see yourself in seven days? Where do you see yourself in 30 days? Create that picture, bring it into the reality. Your brain doesn't actually know the difference between what you think and what the vision you hold in your mind and what reality is. It's been proven by science. And that is why having that vision and having those, the ability to see is so, impactful in creating a life and business you desire. And this, as a result, it's important to live and work in environments that are filled with productive cues and devoid of unproductive ones. Because here you want to make sure that you are the architect of your environment. This is really about systems. How are you creating the systems in your environment that set you up for success, that help you reduce distraction and allow you to stay focused on getting things done and taking massive action in your business and so that you can make sure that you are creating the business that you desire and hitting the goals. Again, the goal is the outcome. It's about the systems and the habits that you build that produce the result that you want. Everything in your environment, whether it's physical or digital, it's on your phone, it's on your computer, those are cues. If you have clothes tucked away in your closet and are unseen, it will certainly be harder for you to be inspired to 
to wear them than the one that the ones that are hanging right in front of you that you can see. It is not only much easier to take vitamins that you visually can see than the ones that are stacked away in a cupboard behind some spices or maybe behind some oatmeal jars, whatever that looks like, right? If it's harder, if you can't see it, it's harder to have that visual cue to then be prompted to take that action. So here are a few ways to redesign your environment and make cues for preferred habits. One simple thing, this is one of the things that I actually had to do. I had signed up to take the ritual vitamin and it was at a point where I had an entire stack or I had an entire bottle of the ritual vitamins that I had not taken. And then I got another one in the mail and I was like, I keep forgetting to take them every day. What, how can I make it so that it's a visual cue? And I first initially changed it from putting it like they were stored in a cupboard that I never saw. So I put them by my coffee, my Nespresso maker, which if you follow on Instagram, you know that I love a good Nespresso maker. So I put them by the coffee, but then I realized that I didn't want to take them with my coffee. So then now where they're at is they are right next to my ingredients to make a smoothie, which I have a smoothie between 9 and 10 a.m. every single day. And I will say, let me back up. When I say every single day, probably 90% of the time, the days that I don't have the smoothie, I miss my vitamin. And so this is just a really great example about how you have visual cues for things. And if you can't see it, or if you're not in a routine, things tend to not happen. But when I know that I have the smoothie for breakfast, it becomes automatic that I then take the vitamin. If you want to mail a package or a letter, put it out on your kitchen table so you don't forget to send it the next day. If you know that following certain influencers or bloggers on Instagram or social media prompt you to spend more money because you see all the clothes and amazing things that they have, then maybe you decide to simply unfollow or mute them. I've certainly done that this year during Thanksgiving and Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I avoided Instagram and social media because I knew that I didn't want to be tempted to buy something that I probably didn't really need. And this is key in understanding and knowing how do you eliminate distractions? What is noise in your life that you need to eliminate so that you can have that space and that mental space freed up so that you know that what you need to do and so that you have the energy to take action. Another example is install Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator. It's a Google Chrome plugin that allows you so that when you log on to Facebook from your laptop um, or your computer, you're not presented with a news feed that could potentially distract you and zap your time and energy. Lay out your workout clothes or the clothes you're going to wear the next day. Lay them out the night before. Not only does this become a cue for what it is that you're going to wear, but you save time and energy the next morning, the day. You save that time and energy because you're not having to think about what do I want to wear today? What looks good? What do I want to pair this with? You already know. You've laid it out. Remove notifications from your phone so that you become less distracted and reactive to a post, a notification, and you only check your phone at designated times. You put yourself in control of when you're going to check your phone. I know that sometimes it can be way too distracting where if I get a text message notification, even sometimes looking at my phone causes me to open it up and go on social media or to randomly passively check my email and not take any action, right? Set a time limit for how long you want to be on apps on your phone. Use another Chrome extension called Inbox Pause so that you can be in your email but not distracted by new incoming emails. And another 
simple one is refraining the idea of, let's say if you want to eat healthier or you want to eliminate junk food, then it could look like not even purchasing any sort of treats or junk food and not even keeping them in, in your house. And I, some people might say, well, you, you, you need to build up your willpower. And in my mind, I'm like, no, actually willpower only lasts a certain amount of time. The system is what's going to keep me accountable because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. It's not in my house. I don't, I don't pay attention to it. Right. And so these are simple things that thinking about your environment, again, it's becoming aware of what's around you, knowing and recognizing and acknowledging the things that you think and what you do so that you can set your environment up for success. So you become less distracted, less tempted. You can create these cues that set you up for success and making again, so that you can control and be the archetype architect of your own environment. Now, talking about self-control and eliminating bad habits is really to eliminate bad habits that you have. Maybe it's a bad habit around screen time. Maybe it's watching um, too much news. Maybe, and again, I'm not labeling these as bad or good. It's up for you to decide whether you think that the amount of time or energy you spend doing these things is productive and beneficial to you in achieving your goals. And if you decide that you want to reduce or eliminate these bad habits, great. These are some of the steps that you can take in order to do that. So one is reduce the exposure to the cue that it causes and or make it difficult for you to fulfill that routine of that habit. So for example, if even seeing your phone becomes a cue to pick it up and scroll social media, like I shared earlier, then you may consider moving the phone somewhere else where it's simply out of sight. If you find yourself endlessly reading blogs or news outlets that either trigger you, um, zap your energy or take up way too much time. Look in, investigate finding an app that can block you or limit the amount of time that you can be on those sites, right? It's about setting up those systems, setting up those constraints. If you're spending money on clothes you don't really need, that you don't really wear, find ways to not even expose yourself to the possibility of buying them and or set up a rule to say, okay, if I want to buy something, it has to sit in my cart for 24 hours before I can actually buy it. Because then you're not emotionally in that experience. You've given yourself space from Maybe you find out that when you physically go to the grocery store, you always end up buying more than what's on your list. So instead, you pay the extra delivery fee and tip in order to order your groceries online so you're not tempted to spend more money. If you find yourself wanting to reduce the amount of reality TV you watch, one thing you can do is to make it that every time you go to watch it, you have to reinstall the app on your phone. So this is a really um, key thing that like breaking a habit, a bad habit or eliminating one is you actually make it harder for you to experience that routine. And this is an example of making it harder so that if you have a show that you watch, you have to, every time you watch it, you have to delete the app. So then every time you go to watch it, you have to reinstall it, which you're creating work for yourself in order to like go through the experience of that bad habit. And over time, you may find yourself thinking, oh, I don't really want to reinstall it right? So you make it more challenging for yourself to actually go through that routine, making it laborious and annoying 
so you can create a different emotional meaning to it. Before, you probably got this guilty pleasure experience out of watching it. I know I certainly have as well. And then you start to going through the process of deleting it and having to reinstall it. It just becomes laborious, tedious, and more of a frustration and annoyance that you're like, okay, I'm just not going to watch it, right? You reassociate that meaning. So rather than making a cue obvious, you can also make it invisible, which means spend spending less time in tempting situations and you reduce the exposure to a bad habit. Um, you can also use what is called um, temptation bundling to incorporate things that you may not want to do with things that you automatically do. So for example, this is one that I have started doing. The dishwasher is my arch nemesis, friends. Like it always feels great to start it, load it and be like, yeah, kitchen's clean. I got the dishes in there. Like, mm. but then the next morning comes and what happens is if I don't unload the dishwasher, then the dishes of that following day pile up in the sink and I hate visually seeing it, right? So this with the temptation bundling is to incorporate things that you may not want to do with things that you love to do. So for example, when my coffee is brewing in the morning, I then decide to associate and do the task of unloading the dishwasher because I'm associating something that I'm gaining benefit from with something that I don't entirely desire to do, but I'm able to accomplish that task and be done with it. Create systems and structures that reduce the amount of options and distractions that you focus on and that the focus is on the habits that help you achieve your goals. So as we wrap up today's episode, I encourage you to grab a sheet of paper or you can do this digitally, create a column that says cue, routine, and reward and start identifying your own habits and routines so that you can consciously decide which ones to keep, which ones to eliminate, and which ones to stack. I'd love to hear about your habits journey on Instagram. Tag us and share your habits, routines with us um, on Instagram at she did it her way. Next week, we're diving into all things about elimination to create physical and mental space in your world to make way for your high yielding habits, who you are becoming, and more. So stay tuned. Until next time, keep doing it your way. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to shedidaherwaypodcast.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did It Her Way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.